Joseph Smith, class of 2021, here with... John Cordell. So for those of you who don't know him, he's probably the most amazing physics teacher you could ever have. He will answer any of your questions about physics ever, so just stop by and ask him. And so we're here to learn a little bit more about what made high school John Cordell become physics teacher John Cordell. So that's my first question is, uh, well, actually I have a joke first. Why is it okay. best to teach physics on the edge of a cliff? I don't know. Why is it best to teach physics on the edge of a cliff? Because that's where students have the most potential. Ah, ah, ah. So that's basically, my first question is, what, what were you like in high school? What sports, what kind of activities were you into? Uh, when I started high school, I really wanted to play football, but my parents refused to sign the waiver to let me play football. So I ran cross country and I ran track. And and what what else was I like as a as a student? Yeah, what were what were you uh, into? Hobbies? Uh, what hobbies was I into? I well, I, I I ended up then really liking running. Um, I tried to join a lot of clubs in my junior and senior year. My freshman and sophomore year, I was really quiet. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I think I was just a normal uh, high school kid. I don't think I was. My grades were my grades were pretty good. I wasn't uh, anywhere near top of the class. I mean, so then you go to normal A&M. high school experience. So you go to A and M. That's actually one of the questions that kids had: is why did you choose A and M? You don't seem like, and I quote, someone said you don't seem like the A and M type. Oh, that's well, a direct quote. Yeah, I well, uh, the reason A and M actually wasn't on my radar screen, I th I can't remember exactly what year I was, but it was. I was getting, I was planning on going to Rensselaer because both of my parents, uh, my dad and my mom, they had met at Rensselaer. And so I, I, had, I guess I had held Rensselaer uh, Polytechnic up in my mind. And so I was getting newsletters from Rensselaer. And in the news, in one of the newsletters, they had ranked themselves as to how high they were. And I think at that time I was really interested in aerospace engineering. And they had how high they were ranked in aerospace engineering. Uh, but then right above them was Texas A&M. And so I, I, I had never looked at Texas A&M as a school, and that caused me to think of Texas A&M, and I thought that I would be, I would be able to get uh, through college more cheaply uh, because it was an in-state school. And so then I went to A&M, and, uh, and then I kind of threw myself into the whole A&M experience. I joined the Corps of Cadets. I was a Corps of Cadets. I was in the Corps of Cadets for uh, four years, uh, the the full four years. I never went into the military, but a lot of my friends from A and M subsequently uh, were serving in the Navy and Marine Corps. Uh, but I, my, I, I wanted to go into the Navy, and uh, the plan. I I had I had a scholarship. The Navy had credited credited me all the money, but it was pending a physical, and in the physical. I'm color, it came out I'm colorblind, and so as a result, I couldn't go into the Navy. They asked me if I wanted to switch to Marine Corps, uh, but I had no, I'd never had any interest in the Marine Corps, uh, so, I, so I'd, uh, I did not get that scholarship. So then, how do you go from aerospace engineer at A&M to physics teacher at Country Day? What is that little bit like? Oh, that's kind of a long path. So, uh, well, okay, I'll try to make it short. Uh, Partway through engineering, I think it was in my junior year. I was I was aerospace engineering, and I was I was doing 
I ended up spending a lot of time, I had made it up into upper level aerospace classes and I was spending more and more time in computer labs and I didn't have my own personal computer. And so I, to do this, I would have to go to, uh, at that time I could get into the aerospace computer lab because I had the key swipe for that. Uh, and I was spending so many hours in the computer lab, I, it was driving me nuts. And I started to really kind of hate the classes uh, a while back, I had realized, I don't think I'm going to like engineering. Uh, what I did like, though, was helping other students uh, to help them to solve engineering problems. Or, and, and I liked doing the kind of tutoring thing in college. And so my plan at that time was, anyway, to get a degree in aerospace, but then to teach physics with it, not to be an aerospace engineer, because I, because I, I assumed the classes were becoming more and more like what my work would be, and I didn't like my classes that much. But it was one particular civil engineering class. I had had it. I had had it with the civil engineering class. I had had it with all the engineering stupid stuff. We got a test pack. I got a good grade on the test. I think it was an A. I was doing really well. But I said, this is it. I'm not doing engineering anymore. What I want to do is I want to camp for a living. So what profession could let me just camp for my entire life, just, just live in a tent? And so I, I marched out of that civil engineering class in the middle of it after they handed back my test. And I walked across campus and I changed my major to zoology. And then, so I, was, and then, and then I, I jumped into zoology. So I joined the zoological club. I, I was now a zoology major. Uh, and, and, but then in the zoology club, I, I, I again had another crisis of faith and I wasn't sure I was particularly interested in zoology either. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. So, so then I started to think and I said, well, I would really like to, well, I th actually I, f I forgot there. Then I was a physics major for a year. So, so, so in my junior year, in my junior year, I switched from aerospace to zoology, but only for two weeks, and I never took any zoology classes. And then I switched to physics, and I was a physics major for a year. And then second semester, senior year, I said, I don't know if I want to be a physics major either. I really like to help people. I would really like to work with people. So I switched to psychology in the second semester of my senior year, and I hadn't had a single psychology course yet. So I hadn't had a single course yet, and I switched to psychology. Uh, but with psychology, after you got the first course out of the way, you could take them all simultaneously. And so I was able to graduate in a year and a half. So it took me five years and I graduated with a degree in psychology with a lot of aerospace and engineering classes and physics classes. Uh, then I worked they used to, where Central Market is now. I got a job at a place that was called the Lena Pope Home. And it was, uh, they had different they had different houses that housed, that housed a lot of uh, high school age students who had been in the Texas prison systems. They had been in the juvie systems all over Texas. And I'm not exactly sure how they had to qualify to get to the Lena Pope home, but I worked in the home for chemically addicted young men uh, because at that, at that time my plan was I was going to get a master's in social work and I was going to work in some, something in that realm, like counseling or helping somebody like that. And most of those programs require that you have uh, some experience before you apply to graduate school. So I, I was working at the Lena Pope home. That was a really rough job. On my first day, everything was proceeding normally in the house. They, they, they all lived together in a house. And the goal was to try to teach them life skills because a lot of the students 
when we sent them back to wherever they came from, they weren't going to have anybody to prepare the meals, to make sure they got to school on time, to make sure they had clean clothes. And so we were trying to teach them all of these life skills. And so they prepared their own dinner. They cleaned up their own dinner, uh, everything like that. And, and we supervised. And on the first day, everything was fine until right before dinner when everything went nuts. And they, they, one of the students got mad at another student. There were chairs thrown across the floor. Uh, there, there were, uh, there, there in, into the wall, like windows were broken. And then some of the kids ended up escaping or one of the kids made his way from, it was now in the central market region, made his way over into the Como neighborhood. And this particular kid, they were all addicted to some chemical or another. He was a huffer. So he liked to huff gasoline. And he had got a hold of some gasoline in, in one of the alleyways in Como and, and, and started huffing that. And then by the time he made it back to the Lena Pope home campus, he was, he was to the point where he was, he was drinking the gasoline and he was totally bombed out of his mind. A helicopter had to be called to airlift him to, uh, to safety and or to airlift him to a hospital so that he could get treated. And it was just, it was a real eye opener for me. I had never seen anything like that. And so that, that was, that was an interesting first day. Uh, the job paid terribly. Uh, I worked there for maybe 10 months. Uh, but then, then they changed the whole nature of what Lena Pope home was. And all of us lost our jobs anyway, because they, I don't, uh, they went down to much few, many fewer students. Uh, and so I lost that job. So then I, I didn't know what I wanted to do at that point. Cause I was thinking like after that, a masters of social work might not be for me. Uh, there was another incident where one of the, one of the students, I, I was, took issue with me, something I had told him to do during the day. And we were going to, I think it was Rollerland West. And then, so he, uh, well, I, I didn't know this at the time, but another student while we were at the, while we were at the skate park came over to me and said, uh, Randy's, Randy took a knife from the kitchen and he's planning on stabbing you and running away today. And I said, I said, well, where's Randy? And, and he said, well, I, I don't know where he is. I haven't seen Randy. And, uh, and then so we went looking for Randy. And lucky for me, instead of stabbing me and run away, running away, he just decided to run away. And so they, the police picked him and another one of our students up. And they were just, they were just headed west on I-30. So it was, it was, it, there were multiple instances. It's not every day was like that. But there were multiple instances like that. And I started to wonder if, if I actually wanted to do that for the rest of my life. Like that, that might be kind of a rough road to go down. So then I didn't know what I wanted to do after I lost that job. Uh, and so I, I got a job waiting tables. I was actually waiting tables just over Papado's. And I had had a friend in an acting class I had taken in, at Texas A&M. And he... He and I, uh, we, uh, we had said, oh, after we get out, we should move to New York together and we'll just hang and we'll just go to New York uh, uh, and right after college. He was a year younger than me, so he, he graduated a year after me. But now, since I didn't know what I wanted to do, uh, I called him up uh, after a while of, of waiting tables at Papado's. I called him up and I said, do you still want to move to New York? And because I'm just waiting tables here, I can wait tables in New York. Uh, and, and figure out what I want to do. And then so he said, he said he, uh, the, the day I called him, he was actually in New York. 
and he was he was wandering around the streets and and he was looking for an apartment he says john i'm in new york you got to come yeah yeah he's like so i said don't get an apartment without me or, or plan on me I'll, I'll be up there and so at the time i had a car so i sold the car and i moved to new york my dad wasn't very happy about this he said i'm not going to give you any money for this uh the only thing i'll give you is if you run into trouble i'll give you money for a plane ticket to come home so i said okay that's fair enough uh, so, so me and that friend, and then some other friends from A and M, two other friends from A and M, we all moved up to New York, uh, and we we lived in the village. Uh, we lived in a place for a while. It was a very cheap. The name of it was Hotel Riverview. It was right on the west side, right on the Hudson River. Thought it sounded awesome, and and it wasn't awesome. It was near an awesome area, but this this particular hotel was was not that awesome, and. But and at first we said, oh, we're going to get out of here as soon as we can. But New York real estate being what it is, uh, we were still there three weeks later when they kicked us out because they, they only let you stay for three weeks at this place because it's where the city houses its homeless population. Uh, but uh, anyway, I really like New York. And then so so then we had an apartment in the village. I was still waiting tables. I got a job at a pretty good restaurant where I was making quite a bit of money. Uh, waiting tables. I just I kind of lied about my experience uh, and said that I knew more about wines than I did. Went out and bought a wines for dummy book, and then so that I could discuss wines with customers. Uh, I I had some nice people on the staff who, when the chef would introduce the meals of the day, uh, I would ask them, "What does julienne mean? What are fennels and leeks?" Uh, so that I could un un have an understanding of what the heck I was talking about when I discussed the specials with the customers. So I, I, I like that job. It was a nice waiting job. And then about, and then I started going back to school. So I had started taking classes at uh, Hunter College, the City University of New York. And in one of those co classes where the professors uh, had paperwork for a scholarship opportunity, and it was a scholarship opportunity where you would you would teach in the New York City public schools at the same time that you were getting your master's degree. So so I, I filled that out and I taught a sample lesson and I, I did whatever I had to do to apply for the scholarship. And I got the scholarship and then I started I was a physics major getting a master's in physics uh, w while simultaneously taking the education classes that I needed to. Uh, in order to become a New York City public school teacher. And then at the same time, I, th I then switched my job. I was no longer waiting tables. I was, I was working at a, at a school in New York a as I was getting my master's degree. So then two years later, I got my master's degree in physics. And then, and then, uh, and then I taught there. My obligation was for another two years after that, so I taught there for another two years. And then at that time, it's like, it's kind of nepotism here, but my father actually held this job before I did. And then he said, John, I'm quitting. You should, you should apply for this job. And I said, no, dad, there's no way. There's no, no, I'm not going to take your job. That's silly. But my wife, my wife and I were both from here. I was married at the time. I, I, I skipped over the part. I, I've, I've had kids along the way. So I've got two kids now and my wife wants to move and we're, and a third's on the way. So we're doing the whole Catholic thing. So the uh, so we my wife wanted to move back closer to home, and so I, I was looking for a job closer to here anyway, and then it came down to I did apply here, and I applied to some other schools in the area or cl closer here to here than New York, 
So it came down to a choice between this and a school that's very much like this in New Orleans called Isidore Newman. And uh, just based on, it was actually based on the cities that we chose, that we chose Fort Worth Country Day. So that's how I ended up here. All right. That's not very short. Well, thank you so much for telling me your story and uh, letting me interview you. Uh, this was John Cordell, Mr. John Cordell. So thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. Thank you.